Welcome to Help You Help Me, the podcast where I ask you, the listener, for advice for my everyday life. My name is Eddie. The podcast email is helpyouhelpmepod at gmail.com uh, or Twitter, H-Y-H-M underscore pod. And uh, Help You Help Me podcast uh, on the other socials. Uh, that's um, the Instagram and um, Vero. And there is a Help Me Help You page on uh, Facebook, but I'm never there. So um, if anybody would like to run my Facebook page, that'd be great. So um, just off top, I would like to thank everybody, each and every one of you who um, sent in emails um, responding to my questions um, about mental health, mental wellness, and what you guys are doing to uh, cope and control your uh, everyday lives. Um, Amber? wrote me a really nice email. Um, thank you, Amber. Um, she says, um, what you've detailed in your episode is excellent and real. Thank you, because it is real. It's real as hell out here. I deal with uh, my mental disorder, which is mania and depression through medication and therapy. Um, and some days I don't feel like getting out of bed and some days I feel like getting out of bed and accomplishing everything there is in the world to accomplish. And when I don't get half of that done or even a quarter of that done, I feel like I've failed myself and my family, my children, my husband and everyone around me when I am unable to do it all. I am no superwoman. I am simply a human being. And so, uh, thank you, Amber, for writing in and, and saying that John R. John R. says, I've suffered from depression since I can remember. Uh, I do not like getting out of bed. I, I greatly identify with you when you say that sometimes you're a puddle on the floor and you're unable to move. I have just started going to therapy and taking medication, and I'm excited to see the changes that it's going to make in my life. Um, right now, I am early into uh, my treatment phase, but... I am sticking with it uh, with the help of friends, family, and again, my new therapist. Thanks, John R. Um, anybody else out there who has um, uh, any uh, stories for me or advice or anything like that, please write into the email. The email is helpyouhelpme underscore pod at G. Oh, sorry, no underscore. God damn it. Um, it is helpyouhelpmepod at at gmail.com again it's help you help me pod at gmail.com and help you help me podcast on bureau and instagram and hyhm underscore pod at twitter get in touch with me on all those platforms right in we're going to keep this discussion going because mental wellness and mental health and self-care are all things that we should all be practicing and making uh, more of an important uh, part of our life um, again, this is going to be uh, an ongoing discussion. It always has been since the beginning of the podcast, and I want to keep it going for um, those who are just getting started and getting into the podcast. Um, this is going to be, again, a topic that I will never shy away from because it is something that hampers um, things in my everyday life, and, and including this podcast, and sometimes I don't get a chance to record it because I'm going through things that seem in uh, uh, that seem to pile up in, in insurmountable challenges that I cannot get past. So um, I'll continue to read your emails each week about what you guys do to uh, clean out your brains and, and and what you do for self care. So thank you, Amber, and thank you, John R. 
Um, so I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to grab a snack. You grab a snack as well. Everybody um, kick back. Um, we've got um, a new Hear Me Out um, section coming. And we also got um, Watch Out, which um, we're going to get into some, some kind of uh, some retro Watch Out. And uh, a very, very special uh, Hear Me Out. And also, um, I, I might throw in I Don't Know Her. I'm telling you, there hasn't been an I Don't Know Her in the last couple of episodes, the last few episodes, because I just haven't been really paying attention to the news. But <laughs> this I Don't Know Her is going to piss some of you off. Uh, namely, those of you who consider yourselves fans um, or consider yourself part of a fandom um, that was originally created by Mattel. We'll be right back. Hey guys, just a quick break. I just want to remind you guys that there, the Help You Help Me does have a Patreon page. If you want to give some money, go ahead and go to uh, or search Help You Help Me podcast on Patreon. Um, there's not much there because, you know, um, but there will be. Um, and I don't know if any of you remember that um, untitled podcast project that I was um, kind of losing my shit about. Well, it is done. It's in the can. Um, it is recorded. It sounds lovely. Um, however, it's a little sparse. There's no music. There's no effects. There's none of the things that I really want it to be. So I, I really do want to kind of add a little bit more production to that before I actually release it, but it will be released to you guys soon. And pertaining to the unreleased podcast project, this pod, this podcast and some other podcast projects coming up, um, I have some very exciting sort of, um, um, plans in the future, that I'm going to ask all of you out there who are in the podcasting space and some of you who are in the podcasting space uh, or not in the podcasting space who want to uh, delve into it, um, I'm going to ask for your help. I'm going to ask for you to partner up with me um, on the new project coming in um, coming in 2019. I'm, I'm shooting for next year because I know myself and I know that anything can happen between now in 2019, that will uh, debilitate me to the point where I will not even want to get out of bed. But um, I, I still, I still am uh, very passionate about these plans that I'm making, and I need someone with um, just as much passion um, who also wants to jump into the podcasting space um, to help me out, or who's already in the podcasting space to help me out as well. Uh, speaking of jumping into the podcasting space, if you are not currently in the podcasting space and you would like to join the universe of all of us who are podcasting, I suggest uh, gently and uh, and forcefully um, that you uh, check out the Anchor app. Um, I record this podcast and distribute this podcast through Anchor. Um, it is um, uh, an app where you plug in a microphone to your phone or tablet or just use the microphone already on your phone or tablet um, and record. Um, you, it, and Anchor takes care of the rest of it for you. The only thing that you have to do is build an audience, but Anchor will distribute and, um, and, and help you promote your podcast um, to an audience as small or wide as you um, as you want. So um, those of you who are wondering how you get a podcast, how you record it, how you put it out there, there's lots of different ways to do it, but Anchor is one of the best and most effective ways that I've found to record podcasts, and there's nothing else in any of your app stores like it that I, that I have found. 
So that is Anchor, uh, the Anchor app in in your uh, in your app stores. Go search that out, um, and then let me know um, what your podcast name is, what the subject matter is, and I'll swear to God I'll listen to it and even promote a couple of you. Anyway, back to the show. That was Ariana Grande uh, from her new album, Sweetener. Uh, and this is Hear Me Out. That track is called R.E.M. And let's start with R.E.M. So, um, it's not the band. <laughs> the, uh, the, the song is, uh, is about her meeting a guy in her dream. So, I uh, assume that R.E.M. does mean rapid eye movement, which is a, a, a sleep function. And... Um, that song can also be heard on YouTube on Beyonce's um, uh, page um, as a different song called Wake Me Up in sort of a different context. Um, same beat. Um, Pharrell did the beat. So in same melody. Um, um, but the songs are, have two different meanings. Um, and uh, one's not better than the other, which is hard for me to say about Ariana Grande, not about Beyonce. Um, but I like this album. I've finally come around to Ariana Grande. Like, seriously. I'm taking her seriously. Um, I will preface all of this by saying that um, before this album came out, uh, No Tears Left to Cry really got me through some tough shit. Um, it, 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 Really, it, it, the way that the pacing of the song is and her voice on the song, it all just kind of like lifted me out of a little bit of a doldrum. And so every time I feel a little bit down, I listen to that song and I'm like, pop, back up. Um, I found it a little bit hard to get into Ariana Grande's music because she's, you know, the height of a of a washing machine. And... She's uh, and she in that fucking ponytail, which we won't get into. Um, but I have listened to her music and I found it just very generic pop sweetness. And, and although there were some songs on Dangerous Woman that I, I absolutely see her talent on and I love, um, this album brings all of that full circle to me. And I think maybe it's because she's loved and lost and she's in a you know, relationship now, and she's just had time to grow as a person, which in turn uh, helps you grow as an artist. And and I think maybe um, she had a, a little more to do with the writing on this album than she has on on her previous albums. Um, so there is a lot, a lot about Sweetener that I think that all of you out there who are not Ariana Grande converts um, will will be able to listen to and appreciate as pop uh, music. She is skewing a little bit R&B, but this album is so weird in the way that it's constructed, um, in the way that the tracks are sequenced, and in the production. It's almost skewing more, um, I would say, towards... 
um, uh, less pop, actually. Um, but it is a solid piece of work. God is a Woman is um, going to be controversial for some of us out here. But it's but 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 regardless is a beautifully crafted song. The light is coming. It's the best Nicki Minaj Ariana Grande collaboration out there right now. And and dare I say this now? I don't think that Nicki Minaj has a genuine bone in her body where it comes to any female artist that is not Beyonce current female artist that is not Beyonce. However, I would not be mad at a Nicki Minaj Ariana Grande joint album. I think they go well together. I am um Side to Side was one of the best songs on Dangerous Woman. Um Get on Your Knees is one of the best songs in the Pink Print. Um you know the, the Bed is not the best song on Queen, but um, the light is coming is one of the best songs on Sweetener. So I, I feel like um, their their partnership can lend itself to at least an EP, at least if not like a whole like an EP or a mixtape. Like I think it would be awesome. Um, better off is um, it, better off is one of, is also one of the better songs on Sweetener. Borderline. Featuring Missy Elliott, Fists in the Air. Missy Elliott is on a wide pop release, and I hope this is a foreshadowing of the Missy Elliott album. Missy Elliott albums come, and she put out those two singles last year, and then no album, and kind of pissed about it. But come on, Missy. Um, and Pete Davidson, which is Pete Davidson. If for those of you who do not know, is Ariana Grande's um, uh, fiance, but also. Uh, a funniest fuck comedian who is one of the most charismatic um, uh, cast members uh, on Saturday Night Live, even though he's hardly or rarely in any scripts. He does a lot of writing. And um, if you've never seen his stand-up, please go check out his stand-up. It's dirty as shit. So if you don't like dirty uh, things, then don't listen to this podcast or watch Pete Davidson's stand-up. Um, all in all, I'll say that Sweetener is um, so solid that I will recommend, uh, I'll recommend it. I'll recommend it. Anybody who has not listened to Ariana Grande's music or not been a fan of Ariana Grande in the past few, few years or ever, um, give it a listen. Like, I, I, I feel like her voice has matured from that, like, kind of high pitch. And please, 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 God, uh, you guys, please stop saying that <laughs> she's hitting Mariah's whistle tones. She's capable of it. I've heard her do it. But she does not hit Mariah's whistle tones and she did not do it on this album she's got a got a few falsetto notes or whatever but I think she's trying to remove herself from that so that she stops getting the Mariah uh comparisons um she's got a, a a really you know pretty tone to her voice and and I've never not liked her voice um I've just kind of been blah about her but she's come into her own, I think, as an artist, and 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 everybody give Sweetener a listen. I think you'll like it. All right, that was Solange, uh, or from Soul Angel and the Hadley Street Dreams. 
Um, and August 26th will bring us the 10th anniversary of what is considered the beginning of the bold take-no-shit post-Johnson's family vacation Solange Knowles, shortening her professional moniker to simply Solange and sonically distancing herself from the then-current pop R&B landscape by crafting an entire body of work that harkened back to the heyday of Motown and Stax record sounds. Sure, Amy Winehouse uh, and Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings and Nicole Willis and the Soul Investigators had previously tread this ground, but Solange wasn't supposed to put out an album this competent, this smart, and with vocals this spot on. Anyone who had listened to her first album with its awkward production and awkward vocal arrangement had more than likely relegated Solange to that spot in her more famous sibling shadow. You know the one, the spot where Tito Jackson and Daniel Baldwin are currently residing. Soul Angel and Hadley Street Dreams came from left field. However, when considering that she had been married, divorced, and become a mother between the release of her debut album in Hadley Street, it's easy to pinpoint the source of her growth. Even her sister's double-disc album, I Am Sasha Fierce, released in November of the same year, seemed to take fewer chances lyrically than Solange's sophomore album. Ten years later, Soul Angel and Hadley Street Dreams finds itself being one of the most inspired threads in the R&B tapestry. At some point, at the very beginning of the album, and God give it names, she asks, I sound high, huh? I swear to God I'm not high. It's funny. Uh, at sidebar, smoke weed at this album if you have a chance. Uh, with production help from the likes of Pharrell Williams, Mark Ronson, Soul Shock, and Carlin, amongst others, this, and samples from the aforementioned Saren Jones and the Dap Kings and the Supremes, Solange and her collaborators managed to craft a work that is much more than the bass-heavy trap beats that litter the dance floors of gay clubs and school dances. In order to appreciate Hadley Street, you had to listen to it carefully. This carefully laid groundwork for the subsequent releases, True, and the ever-eloquent and perfect A Seat at the Table. If it's been a while since you've listened to Soul Angel and Hadley Street Dreams, or if you've never experienced it, please give it a listen. It's an absolute magnificent body of work from one of the industry's most prolific and uh, prolific R&B artists today. So um, that was a retro hear me out. I'm going to take a break and we will be right back. Uh, and now it's time for, I don't know her, um, Nicki Minaj. Hey girl, what's up? Uh, I'm gonna need you to, uh, just, you don't even have to sit if you don't want to. Uh, if you like, um, there's a chair. We, we need to rap for a minute. Or you need to rap for a minute. And for more than a minute, you need to keep rapping, because that's what you do. And you're a good rapper. And your album debuting at number two is not a slight to you at all. So Nicki Minaj has a problem with the fact that Billboard is saying that Travis Scott's album, Astral World, which is a good album, go listen to it, um, is still number one, and that Queen debuted at number two. She's complaining about, you know, his album getting a push from Kylie Jenner, uh, who is his woman, who has his baby. So she has a vested interest in this album doing well, so that she's not raising this child on her own, even though she's a billionaire. Um, but listen, number two is nothing to sneeze at. I don't have the number two podcast and I just don't, I have like the number seven billionth podcast and I'm happy with the number of listeners I get a week or whenever I put out a podcast. Um, 
But you don't see me complaining about not being the number one podcast in the world. I'm glad to do what I do because I love what I do. I love talking to you and all the other people who listen. And I like talking to people who don't listen because, let's face it, um, when you are recording anything, whether it be a podcast on the Internet or releasing music uh, on streaming services or even when you are releasing the CDs, you're doing all that into the ether. And no one knows who is going to listen to what when, but we hope that people do listen. And if one person listens to this podcast, I am grateful to have reached that one person. And you, Nicki Minaj, have reached many more than one, many more people than just one person. You, I mean, like I reviewed your album, I listened to it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And it's solid. It's good, and you should be proud of it. And I think I said that as you should be proud of it. It's a great album. Um, but the antics revolving around this album are so fucking stupid that it takes away from how good your album is. Let's start with last week. Let's start with you getting into an internet argument with DJ Self. Who? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, who? Who is DJ Self? You know who he is, and people who watch Love and Hip Hop know knows who he is. I I don't give a shit. I don't watch Love and Hip Hop. Um, and, and, And I definitely don't give a shit. Um, about your argument with DJ Self. It's not going to get me or anyone else on your side. Um, and it's not going to get me or anyone else on DJ Self's side, except for Mariah Lynn and also who? Anyway, um, there are people who come for you every day. And for you to um, imply some sort of threat of violence against that person and... Other people, including uh, um, a, a, a writer and Twitter uh, personality who um, was just kind of wondering when you were going to grow lyrically, and I wondered the same thing. And other people, like, you were being fucking ridiculous, man. You're taking a, the, the focus away from your work and your talent and how good you are at what you do and in, in, in putting it into this stupid... Uh, drama that doesn't have anything to do with the work that you just put out. I don't know why you are taking the focus away from the fact that this album is your best album. It is. And putting it into a space that no one gives a shit about. And hopefully, the Barb's... I'm going to take a cue from Kid Fury here from from the read, and, and I'm going to stop calling your fans the Barb's, because Barbie had no time <laughs> for this shit. She was she 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 worked for NASA. She owned a McDonald's. She was a doctor. She had jobs, and had no time for this bullshit. Skipper, on the other hand, had no jobs, and she's Barbie's little cousin or sister or whatever. And, 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 and your fans are acting like your little sister. They're being super defensive uh, of your um, in, in insane antics and idiocy. And I wish they would stop. And I wish you would stop. You're better than this. Um, 
one day you'll learn that criticism and um, people not agreeing with your point of view is their business and not yours. So, uh, Nicki Minaj, please get your shit together. I swear to God, like, this is so boring. You're boring the shit out of me. And I, and I hope that at this point, um, your loyal fans are also getting bored with these antics. Put out another single. Put together a tour. Do what you have to do as an artist to remain relevant because this is not what it is. Like, even in today's internet-based landscape, uh, entertainment landscape, uh, internet-based culture, internet-based entertainment, uh, this is ridiculous and stupid and it's gone too far. Uh, So, Nicki Minaj, I I don't know you, girl, uh, but I know the old Nicki. Bring that bitch back. So, time for Watch Out. Um, So, I have been going back and watching one of my favorite uh, television shows of all times, uh, Batman Animated Series. In my opinion, Batman Animated Series is not just one of the best cartoons ever made or or animated. It's one of the best television shows that has ever been broadcast. Um, It's it's fraught with uh, action and drama. And, um, and and it's got this gritty noir edge to it. It's uh, art deco styled and sparsely animated uh, environments are um, something that ha- I, I don't think had ever been seen before um, in in animated dramas and and hasn't really been seen since. Um, so it is, uh, it, and it holds up if you have never seen Batman the Animated Series or you haven't seen it in a while, I'm watching it on Amazon Prime. Um, it comes with Prime. So if you're a subscriber, just go ahead and watch it. Um, Kevin Connolly is Batman and, and uh, Mark Hamill is the Joker are two of the best voice actors uh, on any animated show ever. I'm telling you right now that I cannot get enough of rewatching this show some of my, and rediscovering some of my favorite episodes of the show. Um, it is a treat to watch. If you have uh, younger Batman fans in, in your circle who have not experienced Batman the animated series, please gift this to them. Um, this is something, this show is something that even um, the most jaded Batman fan out there um, can appreciate. And, and I feel like this show um, it, it will remain relevant um, through generations. And so please, uh, if you have Batman fans, uh, sit them down, put this on, let them watch it. I, I'm telling you, um, it, it, it will kind of change your perspective on The Dark Knight in a lot of ways. And so um, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend anybody who has not seen uh, Batman Animated Series in quite some time or who has never seen Batman Animated Series, please take time to watch um, watch this show. It is brilliant. A show that I didn't catch in its original run, Superman the Animated Series. Um, Superman is one of my favorite comic book characters um, in that I feel like he his story is uh, parallels a lot of um, uh, stories of people in their real lives, uh, in real life, um, people who are members of the LGBT community, um, uh, 
you know, black people <laughs> in a lot of ways. But um, it, it tells the story of a man who comes from a place uh, who, who was sent to earth from a place, uh, his home that was destroyed and taken away from him. And save for a handful of people, he's the only one who is uh, genetically tied to Krypton. Uh, of course, there is uh, Supergirl and Crypto and the, the Crypto, the super dog, Wonder Dog. I don't know who he is. Um, he's a dog. And, um, and, and General Zod and, and his crew. Uh, but not a lot of proof or, um, uh, or lineage from Krypton exists. And he's the, he's the last son of Krypton. And that's a heavy weight to have on your shoulder. Uh, shoulders as a, as a person or an entity from a, a, a different uh, planet altogether to have to be dropped down into a planet as a child, feel like that you're, you know, this, you feel like that you were of this world, but discover that you weren't um, and discover that um, your true identity is one of, uh, of, of, you know, this infinite power and that your actual um, alter ego uh, is that of an everyman and trying to fit in and be normal it's pretty like it's psychologically it could fuck with you and I feel like that's a lot of what people in the LGBT community black people people of color like you have to find a way to assimilate into this society in order to uh, uh, you know appease a certain um, stereotype of what we should be or who we should be. And um, that's why I relate to Superman. Um, I'm only on episode four. First three episodes being the best origin of Superman that I have ever seen um, put to television or film. Um, it, it, it It's amazing. Um, so if you haven't seen Superman animated series, it's got a cool... Uh, it, it kind of harkens back to the animated series from the 40s and it, it, uh, the Fleischer uh, era of Superman and uh, also has a continuance of the Art Deco style of Batman animated series, uh, seemingly so that these worlds are merged and so it doesn't seem like uh, Superman animated series is happening in a different timeline than Batman animated series. Um, so uh, if you have not seen that again, it's on Prime, go watch it. Um, also, um, I revisited uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, uh, which was a movie that I uh, did not like when I first saw it and did not like the second time I saw it. And it took me a while. It's taken me a while to sort of take the art away from, uh, take in the art away from the, the, the person who made the movie. And I have fundamental issues with Brian Singer um, right around the time this movie came out, there was a lot of allegations about him and underage guys and sex parties and all this other stuff. And um, now that I'm a little bit past that, I'm still not a fan of Brian Singer because of those things, but I am able to watch, you know, um, the X-Men movies and, um, and, 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 and Valkyrie and some of the other work that he's done and just kind of look at it as, you know, bodies of work and art. Um, and, and, but it's always in the back of my mind that he's probably some kind of pervert. Um, also I mentioned in the last episode, um, that I have been, re that I, that I had never seen the Indiana Jones series. And so I went back and, and, and watched, uh, the first three movies, um, 
and uh, and and uh, my opinion remains the same. The first movie, uh, good introduction. I can see that they were trying to set Indiana Jones up as an American 007. Fine. Um, the second movie, bigger set pieces. You know, you could tell they threw a little bit more money behind it. Um, it it's probably the for for me um, watching it, having never seen it. Probably the most, the, probably the one movie that's more identifiable in like the pop culture zeitgeist for me. Um, the third movie had Sean Connery in it, and I can tell that this was the point where Steven Spielberg really started to direct the shit out of these movies. Um, and the fourth one is my favorite. I I thought the first three were were, for lack of a better term, were bad. I didn't I, I did not like them. Um, and the fourth one I really liked. I thought it was campy. I thought it was B movie ish. I thought it was fun. I thought it was expensive looking at the same time. I like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I like the fourth one is the alien thing didn't bother me. Given that, like in the second movie, um, you know they punched uh, through some guy's chest and took out his heart, and he didn't die immediately. So, like you saying that the alien thing is more ridiculous than that. Um, you can fuck right off. Like they found the fucking Holy Grail in the third movie, and like, come on. Like the first three movies have like this campy, ridiculous quality to them. Um, that is akin to sort of like B movie culture and everything like that. And the fourth one did not stray away from that formula, and in fact, didn't stray away from that formula. Had better effects, better writing, better acting. So, I the fourth one is my favorite one of the series. Fight me in the fucking street. You can fight me. Anyway, um, that is going to do it for Watch Out, and let's wrap up the show. You guys got through another episode. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Um, so the podcast email is help you help me pod at gmail.com. Please, please, please continue to send your emails and tell me and all of our listeners out here, um, how you cope every day with your mental wellness. Um, what is your self care, um, uh, regimen? Um, what can we learn from you? Please, please, please continue to send those emails in again. Um, uh, thank you to, um, our, the two emails that I read earlier today. I've already forgotten your names because I'm bad at life, but I'll go back and, um, read some more emails uh, and select a couple more emails uh, for next week's show as well. I will continue to, um, to, to highlight, um, some of your, uh, some of your routines, what you guys are doing, and some of you who are just starting out on your mental health and, and wellness journey, um, and some of you who may have questions for other listeners, um, we will continue, continue, continue to build this community. Um, again, uh, find me on the socials to help you help me podcast on Vero, V-E-R-O. I love Vero. It's like the uh, cross uh, between uh, a, a, a apartment in Brooklyn and uh, an apartment in the Bronx. And uh, on Instagram, help you help me podcast. Again, 
Um, you find me on Twitter as well, H-Y-H-M underscore pod on Twitter. Um, and and this week's uh and, and this week in the Anna Banana Memorial shout out, and it's not memorial, she's not dead. Anyway, I'll figure out a name for that. Uh, this week uh, in the Anna Banana shout out selection, uh, I'm going to uh, shout out um, uh, my mom, uh, who uh, divulged to me the other day that she has tried an edible. High five, mom, forever. Well, you know, high five, mom, forever. But also, high five, mom, man. Like, she's trying some, you know, different type of um she suffers from a you know carpal tunnel thing so she tried she you know tried an edible as an alternative to uh painkillers and that sort of thing and she had an experience that <laughs> she had an experience that one day uh when i do uh, a second interview with her uh she will explain to you hopefully while we are also uh partaking in edibles so um because i'm gonna get high with my mom I just am. It's going to happen. Anyway, um, I ain't got a sign off because I don't have a sign off. Bye. Episode 26 is dedicated to the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Um, I don't remember a time without your music, and it's ingrained in my DNA and in my memory, um, and I love you. And I hope that the groundwork that you've laid is the path that a lot of other artists take. Um, You were bold. You were brave in your own right. And you were, simply put, the most talented soul singer that has ever sat down in front of a piano and open their mouth mouth in front of a microphone. So, this is for you. Yeah.